This is Wake Up Australia with Michael McLaren. Yes, you've just joined us. Thanks for your company. It is Thursday morning, the 21st of July, 2022. Happy birthday to those celebrating their birthday today. And if you're on your way to work or you're just up a little early, good to have your company. Over to you, 131873, the number if you want to have your say on whatever it is that's on your mind. A stack of stuff around this morning, uh, including the, I think you would say we just had a very, very close brush with that foot and mouth uh, according to those stories yesterday, uh, as to be said, a number of people subscribing to the theory that you know you you start to see this pop up in food products from China, and people starting to wonder uh, could this be used potentially as another bio weapon, not just against Australia but anywhere around the world by an unsavoury force. Well, I mean, like with any virus, I guess the answer to that is yes. And when you consider that the damage that may be done to the economy should this thing break out is equivalent to $80 billion over a decade minimum, uh, then, of course, that would be a very, very significant blow to Australia's economic strength and position in the world. So uh, calls, obviously, including from David Littleproud with us earlier this morning, for more to be done at airports, and I think Considering the close shave yesterday, most would agree and concur with that. Uh, a bit more of a follow-up, too, on that story that got a lot of people talking the last few days from, let's uh, say the last couple of days, from the ACT about this idea of phasing out electric cars and not being able to buy new diesel cars by, uh, sorry, phasing out petrol and diesel cars, phasing in electric cars and all the rest of it. A few more details were released yesterday, and as Shane Wright reported in The Herald, The ACT is going to now embark on one of Australia's biggest changes to road user charges, unveiling plans to overhaul car registration on electric vehicles and push up the fees on fossil fuel-powered cars. Yesterday, the ACT Chief Minister released the Territory's long-term plan for zero-emission vehicles, or so-called zero-emission vehicles, including ditching the current system of requiring owners to pay registration based on the weight of their cars. The Territory is also looking, apparently, at ways to introduce a road user charge that would reward those who ditch their car but penalise those who racked up kilometres. So basically a way to replace a decline in fuel tax revenue or fuel excise, I would imagine. But uh, that sort of policy is being looked at all over the place. Uh, irrespective of electric vehicle uh, policies, uh, there are governments everywhere in Australia looking at moving toward a road user charge system of tolling. But the ACT already offers electric vehicle drivers free registration. They're offering that until mid-2024. But once that comes to an end, EV drivers are going to start to pay a discounted registration fee while fees for internal combustion vehicles will rise. Now, the problem I have with this, I understand what they're trying to do. They're sending a price signal to the market and saying, well, look, if you buy this, we're going to reward you. If you stick with the old technology, which we see is problematic, we're going to financially punish you. Well, okay. But the problem is here, you're going to basically punish the poor because petrol cars are cheaper pound for pound than electric cars at the point of purchase. Over the length of the running cost, maybe they come out even, who knows. But at the point of purchase... There is a stack of petrol cars and diesel cars you can get for not a lot of money. 
but the electric cars, most of them start at about forty to 50,000 and go north, and rather quickly. So what the ACT government are going to do uh, is basically give further financial assistance to the rich, because they can afford to buy these cars, whilst further economically punishing the poor who can't. Now, this to me seems manifestly unfair, and I'd be very surprised if a lot of people in the ACT don't arc up about it. Uh, and instead of weight determining the registration fee, the emissions levels of the vehicle will be used. Why are they doing that? Well, because of the batteries, the electric vehicles tend to weigh a lot more than traditional vehicles. So, again, all the incentives are in place to buy electric, but you can only do it if you've got the capital. And a lot of people who don't have much money, who are simply wondering whether they can afford to eat or buy medicine, trying to pay off a mortgage and get the kids through school, they don't have the luxury of choice between petrol and electric cars. They've got to buy the combustion engine vehicle, often on the second-hand market, because that's all they can afford. But they'll be financially punished for doing so. Could it be the case that in the ACT, the rich are going to get richer while the poor get poorer? Well, if this policy is anything to go by, I suppose the answer will be yes. One three one eight seven three. the open line number. Joe, good morning. Morning. No, we're still talking about the uh, electric cars. Where's the grid going to come from? We haven't got enough power to power half of uh, Australia. We're still struggling. So where's the power going to come from for the electric cars? you still got to have a power grid for it. Well, you do, and the ACT is part of the national grid. So, of course, if there's trouble with electricity coming out of, say, Victoria's gas or Queensland's coal or New South Wales, well, the ACT will be affected by that. That's right. Where are we going to get it from? We haven't, we're still struggling for everything. So the bottom line is, you know, ACT haven't, uh, haven't even thought about where, where they're going to put all this power or where they're going to set up all these uh, power stations for these cars then. Well, that's a very good question, Joe, and of course, further to that, uh, the building uh, situation in the ACT is becoming more like the other big cities. That's greater consolidation, more townhouses, more units. Uh, I, you can bet London to a brick on, they're not all being given the electric charging facilities in the garages, certainly not one for each car. So again, with the greater density of building, you're going to have greater competition for the limited infrastructure that's in place to charge these things. A lot of things to consider. And not a lot of time, it seems, to make it a reality. A sports update. Thanks to West End Motor Group, incorporating Parramatta and Blacktown Mazda. Two great Mazda dealerships, same great people, same great service, seven days a week. Yes, we'll pencil this name in, Eleanor Patterson. Australia's got a new world champion, and it's Eleanor Patterson. She's won gold with a performance, an extraordinary performance, that delivered Australia's first women's high jump medal at a World Championships. And as Michael Gleeson wrote yesterday covering this, she's the world champion who might never have been because although she was a Commonwealth Games medalist in Glasgow, she quit the sport for a year. But then yesterday in Eugene, Oregon, she was just one failed attempt away from being bundled out of the whole championships. Yet again, when the it was all on the line and things were on the brink, Patterson mounted a comeback and she's now a world champion. Extraordinary effort. Well done to her, Eleanor Patterson. Uh, now, interesting text here. No name to it, but many of you will no doubt be able to uh, relate to this. Uh, the text says, The government's already put cigarettes up again. A packet of Rothman 40s now costs, sit down for this, $61.50. 
Can't the government find someone else to use as a cash cow? Smokers have been milked enough. Uh, well, I've never smoked in my life and I don't think I ever will. I can't afford it. Not good for my asthma. <laughs> we all know smoking's a, a dud bet. It's no good for you. But a lot of people are addicted and I have great sympathy for them. And I've made the point many times as a non-smoker that I think excise has now become extortion. And you see prices like this, $65.50 for a pack of 40. And it's pretty hard to come to any other conclusion, is it not, that this is simply extortion. Because the majority, the vast majority of that price is tax. Now, I'm not against putting tax on cigarettes to try to put a price pressure in to get people to quit. In some respects, it's helped bring down the rate of smoking. But at some point, government have to realise you, uh, you are left with a heavily addicted, rumped-on minority. doesn't matter how much you'll charge. They'll find the money for that, but they'll forego other things, some of them including feeding their kids. Uh, enough's enough. We need new ways to try to bring the smoking rate down under 12 or 13%, which it currently sits of the adult population. More and more tax, I think, is now getting irresponsible. You may wish to comment on that. 131873, the, uh, the number. Kevin, good morning. Good morning. Yes, yeah, mate. I, I, um, I was in a uh, BMW dealership the other day, and they had a BMW there uh, that was electric. It was two hundred and something thousand dollars, but I did you uh, say give me two? <laughs> Hang on, I pulled the petty cash out. Yeah, that's <laughs> um, right. But I said to you know, oh yes, so you can charge them at home. And she said, have you got three phase power? And I said, no. She said, you got to have three phase power for it. So there's another thing. There's not a lot of houses that have three-phase power. No, no, there's not a lot. Mind you, if you're spending 200 and something thousand on a car, you'll spend a couple of thousand to get the Sparky out to give you three-phase power. But but still, yeah, uh, look, that's just another example of the infrastructure not really yet being compatible, isn't it? That's right. um, They're just, for some reason, they think, oh, great, electric, it doesn't, no emissions... But there is emissions because when they're making them, it costs more to make the battery, like the batteries and, and the emissions in making the batteries and that, than it does the the, the carbon sort of thing because you, all you're manufacturing and that. Well, there are certainly polluting components to batteries, absolutely, no doubt about that. And uh, there's some rather unsavoury... Uh, tactics being used in different parts of the world to mine some of the resources required in batteries, particularly in places in Africa, which uh, we tend not to worry about too much. But nonetheless, uh, it does go on, child labour and all the rest of it. So look, there, there are some problems along the line. Uh, these things aren't fairy dust. They, they do come with real-world issues. And uh, one, of the, one of the problems with calling these things sort of clean vehicles is that, well, when you recharge them, you've got to plug it into the grid. And if... 60-odd percent of the grid is coming from coal-fired power. It's a little bit rich to say that you're saving the planet one battery at a time. Kevin, thank you. Uh, Brian, good morning. Morning, Michael. Hi, Brian. Nice to hear you. We haven't spoken in ages, but I listen to you all the time. Thank you, mate. Uh, Thanks for thinking of us in the ACT. As far as I'm concerned, the Chief Minister is a brainless ass who's got no children to worry about. No, I've got grandchildren. 
Uh, what what sort of cars are they going to be driving? Well, it depends where they live. <laughs> so if, they, if they go to Queenbeyan, they'll probably have a bit more choice. Uh, they live in Jerobombra, just uh, not far from Queenbeyan. But I'm I'm concerned for the future of this so-called town because this uh, the chief minister is only concerned about his stupid, uh, what do you call it, light rail. Absolute junk. But anyway, it's a Labour town, as you know, and they'll vote Labour for the next 100 years. So I guess we've got to put up with whatever he thinks of, uh, you know, cars, trams, and the rest. Mm. By the way, the roads are a mess at the moment, the roads. When I came here 25 years ago, you could drive without hitting a pothole. Now my eyes are fixed on the nearest pothole. They're deep, and they're getting deeper. And you've got to watch your speed in the center of the city because the center of the city has got a speed limit of 40 kilometers per hour. Oh, yeah. Mate, well, I can assure you, Brian, the potholes are everywhere, not just the ACT, but uh, that, that'll be little cold comfort, I'm sure. Thank you, though. Appreciate the call, Brian. Lovely to hear your voice. Look, every home needs an Aussie retractable garden hose. Don't forget, it's not just good for the garden. You can use the hose to clean the car and wash the dog and clean the eaves and all sorts of stuff. And you'll do it all. This is the key point, really. No kinks, less bending and no messy tangles. Now, Aussie hoses will deliver and install the 20-metre auto hose onto any brick wall for only $169, which is $100 off. And if you don't have a brick wall, there's a solution for that. Plus, they'll also now uh, available in 25 or 30-metre models. Very popular new charcoal colour too. The first 20 callers to mention 2GB or 4BC will also receive the famous trigger nozzle, eight spray options there, all with a two-year warranty and free installation. To order, just go to aussiehoses.com.au or call them on 1300 384 165. Leave a message this time of the day and secure your booking. It's just gone 24 past five. And now on Wake Up Australia... A finance update. All right, let's have a look at all these numbers this morning. Ryan Felsman's at the Comsec desk. Good morning, Ryan. Good morning, Michael. Not the strongest start from America today. It's been a little bit mixed, Michael. We have seen the Dow Jones lift by 43 points or 0.1%. The S&P 500 is currently up by 26 points or 0.7%. It's really the growth or tech-heavy NASDAQ index, which is driving gains at the moment. It's up by 194 points or 1.7%. That follows earnings results from Netflix, which saw its share jump by 6.8% after the company predicted it would return to customer growth during the September quarter. Shares of streaming peers Walt Disney and Paramount Global have both lifted in response up by 4%. And Amazon.com and Meta platform shares are higher by around 4% as well. We did see the UK FTSE index down by 0.4% overnight after annual UK consumer price inflation rose by 9.4% in June. That's the strongest pace since February 1982. SPY futures, however, in Australia are pointing down by 20 points to 0.3% to begin Thursday, Michael. And the Aussie dollar's at 68.85 US cents. All right, Ryan, thank you, mate. I'll speak to you tomorrow. Ryan Felsman there at uh, Comsec. We'll take a break and wrap it all up. All right, well, in conclusion on this Thursday morning, let's fly over to Paris. How lovely that would be. But uh, let's just tap into the brain of Dushka Markovic. Uh, Dushka by name, by, perhaps by nature. Uh, now, she's a member of the Socialist Greens Coalition there. As they're, running the, they're running the city of Paris. She reckons the rats of Paris are the victims of human prejudice and should be renamed to remove the stigma that afflicts them. Uh, Her call, uh, and you see her role is she's responsible for animal welfare and pest control. 
of all things, has been met with disbelief. Rodents apparently outnumber people in Paris by almost two to one. And her comments also angered the National Academy of Medicine. Anyway, she was responding to the demand from an opposition politician for more efforts to exterminate rats that are infesting council apartments and buildings and gardens. She said, I prefer to call them sermulots, which has a less negative sound. She said, they play an important role in the sewers. Yeah. Well, when we think things are bad here, it could be worse.